Good morning, planet Earth. This is your host, Hacker Mike, on a starry, mild fall morning. <clears throat> it's 3.36 in the morning, if you can believe that I'm up or out by this time. Went to bed early last night after our trip over the weekend. I had a slight headache or was tired by the evening. After <clears throat> a long day of driving, and working on the bunker. Everything's coming into shape and I wanted to thank my dad for everything he's done. Yesterday's show only got three listens, which means actually one listener. So I guess no one wants to hear about the cyber chairman anymore so we're going to move on to different topics I've been listening to this guy our ultimate geek friend and he's telling me about <clears throat> mathematical proofs And I talked to our other co-host about doing multiplications. And he said there's other algorithms for doing them. That can reduce the number of operations. Oh, by the way, the sun, the moon is at its highest point right above my head. It's like a full... Well, it's not a full moon, because it's already past this full moon stage. But, um... <clears throat> it's like 12 noon for the moon. Let me fix my f Twelve noon for the moon. Mars is visible. I do not see Venus yet. Or maybe that's her over there. So we're up early. Which means I can go for a long walk and get myself into more trouble. Yep. I didn't bring a mask this time. I guess it means I'm not going in anywhere. Well, I always put my safety vest around my face as a mask. <clears throat> so, yeah. I've been having 
a newborn interest in algorithms and math. And found that I have actual skills that I never thought I had. Or reaching new levels of being able to concentrate on math that I never really thought I would be able to. Now I did some more research into Patrick Winston, the guy from MIT, who did the artificial intelligence. And um, I tried to look for signs of him being a communist. And in none of the writings that I found immediately showed him as taking even a political leaning. <clears throat> and then he said, if you hold a knife to my throat, then yes, in the next 20 years, we'll achieve general relativity, uh, general intelligence. So I think that um, the idea of general intelligence and AI taking over is actually part of the um, agenda. The singularity being machines cause the revolution. <clears throat> and um, And maybe he was just making concessions to his environment. So I have a lot of respect for this guy, and he's dead. He died in 2019 at the age of 75. It was quite sad because I really felt such a fondness to him in his speeches, in his talks, I thought, wow, what a great teacher. What a great educator. So I'm going to spend some more time <clears throat> to understand him. And he gave this series of talks on how to give a talk, which I think I might clip now for your listening pleasure and my education. Now, because we can definitely improve on this show, and I thought about giving up. I thought about giving in and going up and down Riding the roller coaster of emotions is just one part of running a podcast.
and we have to go back to our basic principles, our founding documents, our constitution, so to say. What, what created us? <clears throat> and say, this is one, a therapy session. Two, it is a art form. Three, it is not a show in the sense that we're entertaining people. These episodes are to document a chain of thought, good or bad. And eventually we might reach a point where we <clears throat> improve, something emerges out of this show something amazing <clears throat> something better that we discover or develop some new ideas but since we have this ability now to record ourselves and not really worry too much I mean okay yes I do worry about people listening to this and using it against me. I do worry about colleagues at work cyber-stalking me and being upset. But hey, guys at work, listen. Peace out, you know? I'm trying. I am trying to do my best at work. And I'm dedicated to my job. And even if I'm not always happy, I don't give up. So, you know, peace out. So, I think the uh, people who might find my stuff offensive probably don't think it's worth to go after me yet because I'm not big enough the real risk is being deplatformed for low quality well there's a million dead podcasts out there and a million low quality podcasts at least this one has some original ideas So enough of this lamenting and navel-gazing, so to say, looking at your belly button. We are going to continue 
with what might be the worst podcast in the history of podcasts. And we are going to find the truth or learn together. So I think, um, I guess we're going to uh, listen in tribute to Mr. Winston, to some of the things he had to say on giving speech. And he also has some more stuff to say on artificial intelligence and learning. So I'm going to clip some of that today in tribute to him in this passing. To someone who has inspired me, even through the shortest of clips. I mean, I just listened to like three of his classes. But it was truly amazing. And he opened up my eyes and really challenged me to give math another try. And that's mental math, that is. Okay, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, the engineer's drinking song. Back in the day, I've drunk quite a lot to that song, and as drinking songs go, it's not bad. I caution you, however, before playing this song in the presence of small children, audition it first. Some of the, some of the verses are sufficiently gross as to make a sailor go beyond blushing. It's an interesting song because there are an infinite number of verses. Here's the mathematical proof. Suppose there were a finite number of verses. Then there would be a last verse. And if there were a last verse, then some drunk alumni would compose a new one. Therefore, there is no last verse. The size is not finite, and there are an infinite number of verses. I play it for you today because uh, I'm an engineer. I, I like to build stuff. I build stuff out of wood, I build stuff out of metal, I build stuff out of rocks, and I especially like to write programs. I don't know, sometimes uh, people come to me and say I'm majoring in computer science, but I don't like to write programs. I've always been mystified by that. I mean, if you want to show how tough you are, you can go bungee jumping or drive a nail through your hand or something like that instead. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty funny intro to his third class in computer uh, artificial intelligence. The endless drinking song and the um, fact that if you don't like to write computer programs, don't study computer science. <clears throat> so yeah, and now that uh, the uh, video has downloaded, the audio has downloaded of how to give a speech. We're going to go in there and start clipping that up. Well, he starts off his 
He starts off his uh, talk on how to speak with an analogy and a little anecdote, which is cool. And uh, just like he started out his lecture number three with a drinking song. So it looks like he's starting out his things with something interesting and funny to get people warmed up to him. And he says that you need knowledge, practice, and talent in speaking. <clears throat> well, in this podcast, we're definitely getting some practice. And talent, that is questionable. But we're trying to improve ourselves with practice. And he said knowledge is the most important, to be knowledgeable what you speak. Well, we're definitely <clears throat> lacking in knowledge in many of these topics that we're talking about here because we're hitting them for the first time, being the stream of random. <clears throat> so, yeah, maybe, um, maybe we need to work on our, uh, slow down a bit and work on our knowledge uh, levels as well. Now, I'm not going to clip this whole thing from him because that would be a copyright violation. <clears throat> you see, MIT OpenCourseWare is um, CC by uh, NCSA Creative Computer uh, Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, Share Alike. So being non-commercial, you cannot clip or use this material um, <clears throat> without, uh, if you have any advertising on your show, or even appears on a web page with any advertising, and um, even though we don't have any advertisers, I think Anchor might have advertising. So, <clears throat> an SA means that you have to share alike, meaning the uh, license, again, has to be the same, not commercial. Oh. These skeletons out front of people's houses at nighttime are kind of scary. You know, if you see a silhouette of some angel of death in front of you uh, at night, it's a little spooky. <clears throat> but it's Halloween. So, um,. Yeah, so technically, uh, I can't really use these clips. Uh, I like to think of this show as Creative Commons. Share alike, but it's not non-commercial. So, um, yeah, I'm going to listen to some more of his stuff, and I'll maybe pull out a couple of clips that I can comment on. But I can't just, like, copy his whole show. 
is we can still say that we're doing this under fair use for educational purposes. The uh, Uniform Code of Military Justice specifies court-martial for any officer who sends a soldier into battle without a weapon. There ought to be a similar protection for students because students shouldn't go out into life without an ability to communicate. And that's because your success in life will be determined largely by your ability to speak, your ability to write, and the quality of your ideas in that order. I know that I can be successful in this because the quality of communication, your speaking, your writing, is largely determined by this formula. It's a matter of how much knowledge you have, how much you practice with that knowledge, and your inherent talent. And notice that the T is very small. What really matters is what you know. <clears throat> this point uh, came to me uh, suddenly a few decades ago when I was skiing at Sun Valley. I had heard that it was Celebrity Weekend, and one of the celebrities was, a, was a Mary Lou Retton, famous Olympic gymnast, perfect tens in the vault. And I heard that she was a novice at skiing, so when the opportune moment arrived, I looked over on a novice slope and saw this young woman who, when she became unbalanced, went like that. And I said, that's got to be her. That must be the gymnast. But then it occurred to me, I'm a much better skier than she is, and she's an Olympic athlete, not only an ordinary Olympic athlete, an outstanding one. And I was a better skier because I had the K, and I had the P, and all she had was the T. So you can get a lot better than people who may have inherent talents if you have the right amount of knowledge. So that's what my objective is today, and here's my promise. Today you will see some examples of what you can put in your armamentarium of speaking techniques. And it will be the case that some one of those examples, some heuristic, some technique, maybe only one, will, make, will be the one that gets you the job. And so this is a very nonlinear process. You never know when it's going to happen. But that is my promise. By the end of the next 60 minutes, you'll have been exposed to a lot of ideas, some of which you'll incorporate into your own repertoire, and they will ensure that you get the maximum opportunity to uh, have your ideas uh, valued and accepted by the people you speak with. So he's saying that a joke is normally going to fall flat if you start out with a joke because people aren't ready for a joke. They're distracted. They're still trying to adjust to your speaking parameters and a joke will fall flat. He's saying that you should promise people what they're going to get out of this talk when you first start. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's an interesting idea because in the stream of random, we don't know what you're going to get out of the talk when you start. <clears throat> There's no promise or commitment to it. The only thing we can promise is that it's going to be random and you're going to get something random out of it which might not be a good idea, he's saying. He's saying it's a bad idea.
So that is more proof that the stream of random is a bad, it's actually the worst podcast on this planet. So now he's going to tell us that we should repeat ourselves three times because people might miss things the first time. Um, and yes, we do not do that either on this podcast. We're not, well, we do repeat ourselves sometimes, uh, but mostly we're jumping from one topic to the other. I mean, we will go over things again, but, um, it's not uh, something that we do all the time. And uh, we don't even have the clear concepts of what we're going to talk about. So again, these are more negative notes for us. I mean, we can definitely repeat ourselves some more to get the idea across. But first we have to know what the idea is. Is that it's a good idea to cycle on the subject. Go around it, go around it again, go around it again. Some people say, tell them what you want to tell them, tell them again, and then tell them a third time, as if people weren't intelligent. But the point is, the reason is, well, there are many reasons, one of which is, at any given moment, about 20% of you will be fogged out no matter what the lecture is. So if you want to ensure that the probability that everybody gets it is high, you need to say it three times. All right. Well, I clipped off some of that points where he's saying fence out, like distinguish yourself between um, what you're doing and what other people are doing. Clarify your ideas. And then he says verbal punctuation, which is like delineate your sections and give people a chance to get back on. Don't just have an endless stream of random, but have structure and come to a point and give an overview of where you are and um, boy this is really going to give us some bad marks on our podcast here because we're not really doing that either like where's our delineation Where's our structure? What the hell are we talking about? We don't even know what we're talking about before we even get on. I guess we could go back and edit that in. But, um, yeah, the stream of consciousness stuff doesn't really have verbal, uh, punctuations or, or structure. Um, <clears throat> so... I think these are some more negative marks for our podcast and more proof that it's the worst. Um, <clears throat> we're going to have to uh, change everything about what we're doing in order to meet these high standards. Putting a fence around your idea so that people can not be confused about how it might relate to something else. The third thing on this list of samples is the idea of verbal punctuation. And the idea here is that 
because people will uh, occasionally fog out and need to get back on the bus, you need to provide some landmark places where you're announcing that it's a good time to get back on. So I might, in this talk, say something about this being my outline. The first thing we're going to do is talk about how to start. Then we're going to deal with these four samples. And among these four samples, I've talked about the first idea, that's cycling. The second idea, building. And now the third idea is, build, is verbal punctuation. So I'm enumerating. I'm providing numbers. I'm giving you a sense that there's a seam in the talk, and you can get back, back on. OK? So now we're on a roll. Uh, and since we're on a roll, can you uh, guess what fourth idea might be here, an idea that helps people get back on the bus? Ask a question. And finally, asking a question. Now, that's also something we really don't do here, because we're not really giving a talk to a live audience. But, um, yeah, these are rules for more on giving a lecture at MIT or in a business presentation than for um, rules for doing a podcast. So anyway, We are uh, going to switch things up a little bit here. <clears throat> and I'm going to leave you to listen to the rest of his talk and not have to clip the whole thing. But I'm going to listen to it myself. <clears throat> and find out more of the things that I'm doing wrong on this podcast. I guess we could throw in things like have some jingles, uh, <clears throat> be more upbeat, less pauses, better audio quality, more structure, having a guest host, and all these other things that um, <clears throat> all these other things that. Um, are kind of missing in this podcast. But I, I do take away one thing that we can do, which is knowledge. And we can definitely do more research into things. And definitely, 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 we can try and bring more knowledge to the table on our talks. Because that's something that we're not doing. mostly <laughs> yeah okay well, definitely some good stuff to think about, guys. And um, and don't worry, we're not gonna we're not gonna go changing.
the format of this show too much to give in to pedagogical concerns, pedagogical concerns, um, and style guides, and concerns about how to really carry the point across. Because what is the point? What is the point of this? Okay. Yes. Ask a question, yes. Thank you. So ask a question. And so I will ask a question. How, long, how much dead air can there be? How long can I pause? Uh, I counted seven seconds. It seems like an eternity to me to wait and not say anything for, ten, for seven seconds. But that's the, the standard amount of time you can wait for an answer. And of course, the question has to be carefully chosen. It can't be too obvious because then people will be embarrassed to say it, what the answer is. Can't be too hard because then nobody will have anything to say. So here are some sample heuristics you can put in your arm. Okay, people. It is 6.30. We have had a three-hour walk. And um, <clears throat> I've been listening to Lex on some interviews. And um, I'm not going to clip him right now. But basically, he was saying that in MIT, um, he did not see evidence of politics in the um, engineering department. And uh, that may be so. But I would like to remind people of my argument now that um, the idea of the singularity, the idea of machines gaining human-level intelligence, I think is a political agenda. Um, <laughs> it hasn't been proven in any form uh, that it's going to even be possible but it's more of a belief system. And the idea of the machines taking over is, I think, the, um, the implementation of uh, social justice. In many people's eyes, it's the revolution. The singularity is the cyber-communist. So I'm gonna leave it at that. And I hope that I can find someone to debate this with and um yeah this is this has given me a lot to think about so um we're going to work on increasing our knowledge and speaking about things that we actually know about more but i don't think we're going to change our format just yet because we're so wildly successful with one listener i mean why should we change anything right all right guys well, that's it for today, so you have a great day, and I will see you in the next episode.